Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Mark. Mm-hmm. I've been saying for years that Ping help you play your best because that is exactly what they've done for me throughout my entire career. And now I've been having a look at the new Blueprint S and T irons, and boy, they are impressive. So much so that I've got the new Blueprint S irons in my bag at the moment. So what do you like about them so much? I mean, I've never seen you this excited about a golf club. Well, I could go through the specs, which are exceptional, but I won't. I will say, though, that if you're looking for more ball speed and if you want to lower your scores... If you want to mix and match and still look great, you should check them out because the new Blueprint S and T irons, they are definitely worth a look. Nice. Just book in with your local golf shop or professional to arrange a ping club fitting. Well, it's week 34 of the golfing calendar and today, what a view. We are live at the Alpha Park driving range in Melbourne. It's an absolute ripper here, so a couple of wines and a chat about golf. Yeah, was pretty good today. Now, here's Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. This is Talk Birdie to me. Well, big voice, you weren't exactly right. It used to be known as the Elba Park Driving Range, but these days, it is Melbourne Golf Park. It is looking an absolute treat. If you haven't been here for a couple of years, you will not recognise it on your next visit. It looks sensational. Nick, good to see you. Good to see you, Mark, and a, and a big thanks to the team here, especially Craig Spence in... Getting the, us the gig here this week. The 99 Australian Masters champion who will ever forget the six iron to the last. That was one thing. Mm. But the hug of Greg Norman. <laughs> the big the big cuddle when Greg just didn't know what to do. Greg had his hand out ready to shake hands. And Craig just went in <laughs> went and gave in, him a big hug. Went in for the big embrace. <laughs> oh, what a star he was, Craig Spence. David Tapping uh, too. Last time I saw David Tapping, who runs this joint, he just shot six or seven under at the Box Hill Pro-Am, so he can play as well as run this joint. Yeah, he certainly can. He's obviously hitting more balls than he is working uh, behind a desk. Yeah, I think that might be an issue. Anyway, Melbourne Golf Park, come on down, have a look at the new place, get yourself a pizza, track man on every single bay. You're not going to be disappointed, folks, not one bit. Now, with that track man, you were saying there's a central post down in the middle there yeah, that controls all... The bays. Every bay goes yeah. from that one little square up there. Okay, because if, if there was a lot of me here hitting balls, everyone would be <laughs> aiming at that post trying to knock that post out of the ground. Little five irons, <laughs> little low five irons. Nothing like a target. <laughs> hey, can I tell you this? Uh, I know we've got a stack of golf to talk about. This There is a stack to talk about with uh, what's going on in the world. But this morning, I got fitted for a new set of irons. Did you? And I'm 54 years old. I reckon I've, I must have had 50 sets of the clubs in my in my lifetime, must have. And I'm still like a little kid. You, you were know, buzzing. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> you know, it's so ridiculous. The last set of clubs I got from Titleist, they're the T100Ss, and I love them. The new ones that I hit today, mm-hmm. they're called T150s. They're, t- they're just a tiny little bit bigger. Beautiful. And they were absolutely superb. They haven't been launched yet, but they, they're coming out soon. Where'd you get fitted at the factory? I got fitted at Spring Valley Golf Club. So nice. it's the Titleist fitting 
uh, Mecca there. So oh, beautiful. if you're lucky enough to come to town, make sure you get down and uh, do it that way. So if you've had 40, 50, whatever sets yeah. of clubs over your, over your yeah. journey, when you get a new set, what do you do with the old ones? You, I'm assuming you haven't got 40 in the garage at no, home. No, I've got about three left in, the, in, in at home. But uh, normally, people, I just give them away. Hmm. I, I always give my clubs to somebody, some of the juniors at the golf club. Um, I reckon I've had, if I've had 50 sets of clubs, I would have had 100 putters in my lifetime. I've only got three at home, so there's 97 have been given away. But that's, that's the way to go. Well, what do my, you do? My father-in-law was was left-handed, um, oh, okay. so I, I used to give them all to him. Um, so, but my, my dad, he was right-handed, and so he was pretty annoyed, obviously. So, so what do you do? <laughs> what do you do with all your clubs? What do you do? Oh, well, I, yeah, I'm about the same. He got a lot of them. Uh, I donated some to charities and things, uh, auctions. But I've still probably got a good dozen sets at home somewhere. Yeah, right. well, they're, they're just sitting there. Yeah, they're sitting there. You know what I've got the most of is wedges. Because I used to go through my uh, Titleist Vokey wedges, yeah. I'd probably get them every three to six months. I'd get a new set. I only had two, a 54 yeah. and a 60 degree. And those two, I must have at least 100 Vokey wedges sitting at home. Yeah. yeah it's incredible. And they're all rusted. And, and I bring them out every now and then. Oh, this one feels good. Oh, that one. Yeah, that, <laughs> that looks nice. I'll bring that out. But the grooves wear away after time. Do you know, you know, that every once in a while you'll be sitting at home watching Fox Sports and the Tiger Woods series comes up. When he talks about his equipment, there's an equipment episode. So he did about 20 episodes. Which was, which was fantastic of him because he, he, he did give a lot. And he only ever speaks about the way he plays. But in this one particular episode where he talks about his clubs, he gets a new lob wedge and sand wedge every week. Every week? Every week. Wow. So they got to a point where they're just, you know, they're absolutely perfect. I mean, they might as well be made in a 3D printer sort of stuff. But he just wants the sharpest grooves. Mm. Every single week. Well, and why wouldn't you? I mean, and, and yeah, the thing right. is, out on tour, you can basically have whatever you want. I'm, I'm a ping player. You've known that for many yep. years. I was their, what it was known as their least maintenance player on yeah, tour. I believe that. The only, the only time I ever went into the ping truck was it, well, I went in there each week out on yeah. tour and I get some caps. Yeah. And and I just have a chat with the guys and say, oh. hey, how's it all going? <laughs> and about every three months or so, I'd get regrips. And then every one or two years, I might go in and say, look, you know, no, no, got a new model coming out. Let's have a look. Let's get fitted and away we go again. But uh, other, other players, you know, who was the highest maintenance player on tour was hey. Jeff Maggot. Yeah. Every year, every, sorry, every week, he would go in and get his lies and his uh, lofts looked at. It was unbelievable. It's funny you mention this. Now, I know somebody who works or used to work in those uh, ping trucks. Yeah. His name was Christian Pena. I know Christian, yeah. Christian he Pena. just sent me my latest putter. Are you joking? <laughs> no, he's still over there. Uh, he's a, not in the truck. He's you know. Christian Pena and I, we played together on the Nike tour yeah. a million years ago. And he was the nicest bloke. He is. Not a bad little player, but the nicest fella. And it was funny, I was walking past the ping truck at Augusta about 10 years ago, and I'm walking past, and he trundles down the stairs. I looked at him and said, Christian, <laughs> what are you doing here? Funny who you see. It was me. So I, he made that transition um, from player to the ping truck. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know who probably hasn't been in the ping truck lately, or maybe he's been in there a lot? Victor Hovland. What about the back nine? Mm? How was that? Eight threes and a four on the back nine to shoot 28, and the four was a birdie. It's not like he, he birdied... Every single par four on the back nine and the par five and par the two par threes. Wow. Eight threes and a four to win, Nick. Now, I understand a low nine every once in a while, 
in the middle of a tournament. Sure. I don't understand 28 to win a tournament. <laughs> that That's a different wavelength. And, uh, can you explain it? Hey, if I could. To, to get into that zone. Yeah, I can explain it. I can't do it. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that often anyway. I've had a 28 once. Yeah. Um, but, but to win. Not to, to win. No, to that was in the first to round. Win. Yeah. Well, he, it, it came to a point where, especially in this golf tournament, look, he was going to be into the following week, which is the Tour Championship, yep. which is coming up this week now. Um, he's out there to win this golf tournament. And him and his caddy, an Aussie, Shay Knight, who we spoke about the Aussie caddies. We'll yeah. get to that later on in the feedback, obviously. Now, the, the other thing is, I think uh, Mal Baker might have, uh, you know, a couple other caddies on his, Aussie caddies on really? his nose as far as uh, the highest paid Aussie caddy. Because Cam Smith's caddy, he's an Aussie, yeah, Sam Pinfold. Shay Knight, who caddies for Victor Hovland, he just had another win. Hovland hasn't missed a cut this year. 22 out of 22 cuts. That is impressive. Is that right? Although probably two or three of those events are no-cut events. And it's the first year he's won twice, which surprises me. Mm. I thought he must have won twice somewhere else, but it's the first year that he's ever won twice. Yeah, you would think so. But he's won two of the bigger ones, other than the majors, the Memorial, and, and this golf tournament. But to your point, I think uh, afterwards he said, look, this is the best round of golf I've ever played. And his biggest thing was he just stayed in the moment Every shot, he was right there. He discussed it with his caddy, and he, it wasn't as though he hit it super close. He took advantage of the short irons when he did have them in. Mm. He hit those close, but he did hold some good 15, 20-footers, and that's what you have to do to shoot 28 over nine holes. Well, for a long time, he's been the best iron player uh, on the PGA Tour. The bloke he beat is leading the tour for driving. Uh, the shots gained driving. Scotty Scheffler leads that. And can I just, uh, you know, something I noticed watching it, his footwork has now gone to a whole new level. <laughs> I mean, it was always Freddie Flintstone uh, going 10-pin bowling, you know, twinkle toes. But now it is it is off the... He's gone full Torvald and Dean it's through Fred, the ball. Fred it is, Astaire now. He has gone crazy through the ball. Have you ever seen that Fred Astaire video of yeah. him hitting golf balls? Yeah, it's awesome. It's probably <laughs> it's so a good. bit like that, actually. That's what he looks like. Yeah, we need to get that up on socials, Dan, with the YouTube. Look <laughs> so that anyway, up. Fred Astaire hitting golf balls. Yes. Yeah. He it, does this thing where he does a tap dance to hitting golf balls. It is the most amazing thing you've ever in, seen. In fact, I'll go further, Nick. It's one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see. <laughs> it Dan, is. Dan, get ready to be happy because it's it, got a is, good swing too. it is superb. He does have a good swing. I reckon he was a member at Bel Air Country Club where they had the US Women's Amateur last week or two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Did you catch any of the Cherry Hills US Amateur? I just looked at the results. Uh, we had one lone Aussie make it through to the match play, uh, Carl Phillips, but then he got knocked out. But then I kept an eye on the semifinals and there was a guy who made it through to the final. What was his name? Was uh, Dunlap, Dunlap won it. Shipley. Shipley. What did you make of Shipley? He looked a bit like uh, Pat Perez to yes. me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was Pat Perez's love child. Wow. I really did. I mean, yeah. but the way he played, he, look, he, he's a very, very good player. But Cherry Hills, you know, I, I ended up watching a lot of it. I, I love the FedEx Cup and mm. I want to talk to you about the FedEx Cup and the tick because... At the start, I wasn't sure what they'll do on the PGA yep. Tour, but now I've changed my mind, and I really like it. <laughs> but I, I watched a lot of the US Amateur at Cherry Hills, and that speaks volumes about golf, that you can sit back and watch kids play. Like, you had the FedEx Cup on one channel, and on, you know, three channels up there, I'm watching US Amateur. But the production was sensational. They didn't skimp on anything. Um, the golf course... There's so much history at this golf course. Now, there's two very, very famous shots that were hit in a U.S. Open at Cherry Hills. Okay. Can you think of them? I'm, I'm, well, this is a pop quiz for you. First one 
is Arnold Palmer. Driving the first. The yes. tee shot. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. US Open was that? I think, so. uh, I think he won it. I think he won Did he? It. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And there's a very famous shot of yes. a bloke he beat. And okay. it happened on the 17th, and he's one of the biggest names in golf. So the, what I'm thinking of, I didn't think it was 17. I thought it was 18. Uh, there's a famous shot by Jerry Pate. Oh, yeah. Is was that at Cherry Hills? Well, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to look that up. We'll have to look that we'll up. we have to look it up. But I know if, if that was at Cherry Hills, that's a third famous shot okay. that's ever been hit at Cherry Hills. Was it Gary Player? Did he hit one over the trees no. or something like that on 17? Okay, you go. Ben Hogan. Ben Hogan. The 17th okay. hole is a par five with an island green. Right. Nothing, it's just a, it's just an upside-down basin in a pond. Okay. Ben Hogan hit a ball with a wedge into the water on the 17th and basically handed the tournament to Arnold Palmer. Really? Okay. And Didn't it's one that. of these... It, it, they, someone asked him, do you think about that shot once? And he goes, I think about that shot every single day. You know, it's one, it's one of those shots. Yeah. So just watching the Cherry Hills tournament, just watching um, the, you know, the golf course that he'd heard so much about, I hadn't seen it for a long time. It's, it is amazing golf, what you can watch. You know, these days, we're so lucky to be able to sit at home, watch two young superstars, hopefully of the future, playing golf. We saw that, you know, the women's amateur as well last week at Bel Air. But to learn so much about the game, it's so unique, you know. I just find it, if the commentators are giving you a little history lesson along the way, it's just another dimension that, that, that sort of shapes the game and, keeps your interest and it's very very good they did a great job yeah well these amateur events you're watching stars of the future basically i mean uh when i was living in the u.s they had certain college events and and i lived at isleworth and they had what was called the isleworth collegiate and whoever yeah. won that event pretty much two or three years later was a, one of the stars on the pga tour it was jordan spieth ricky fowler yeah. colin morikawa those sorts of players would come and they'd win the tournament you'd go Okay, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for their name, and sure enough, yeah. here they are. Yeah. What, what, what's that uh, golf course like? I mean, Good. It, no, it's, it's strong. It's about 7,600 yards from oh, the wow. back. That's the Tiger Tees. They have six tees there. So they go Tiger, yeah. then they go Palmer, um, then they go, I think, Lewis, Chase, Isleworth, and something else. It might be Nicholas Tees. I don't know anyway. Where so. were the O'Hearn Tees located? <laughs> right in front of Tiger. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. Hey, uh, just, on the, just to finish up, Nick Dunlap, he, he won the US Amateur this year, so he's the 2023 champion. He's only the second player ever to win the US Junior Amateur and the US Amateur. Wow. I know who the other one is. <laughs> and he, the other one's Tiger Woods, yeah. and he won both of them three times each. Is that one of the most amazing things you've ever seen in golf, that someone like a player was capable of winning three U.S. junior amateurs followed directly on their tail of three U.S. amateurs when they're all knockouts? Well, yeah, that was the thing that I was thinking of was they're all match play they're all match play. So if someone gets hot, Anyone can beat anyone. Yeah. So no to, round to, robin at the to win start. six of those is just incredible. And and then he took that obviously also into his professional career. And he's won a lot of the match plays as well. But for some strange reason, it never carried into the Ryder Cup or the yeah. President's Cup. Yeah. So FedEx Cup, I mentioned it a little while ago. Mm. I'm all in now. Oh yeah. I really like it. Okay. I, I like the final series. I like what they're trying to do. I, I love the fact that they get it over and done with before the NFL season starts, yep. and that, that helps with their ratings and. I'm not sure about the staggered start next week. This week. This week, thank yes. you. I'm not sure about it in the Tour Championship because we saw a very strange thing happen on the last hole where Fitzpatrick had a birdie putt. Now, 
if he holds the booty putt, he's got nothing to do with Scheffler um, Hovland. Or, and Hovland. Nothing to do with them at all. But if he holds the putt, it's a four-shot swing in the handicap in the Tour Championship. He didn't. Yep. He His missed putt, it. He hit a very good putt and it missed. And now Scheffler goes in with a two-shot lead over Hovland. Uh, and it's basically a handicap from there on. Yeah, Hovland had already won the tournament. As you say, Fitzpatrick had a birdie putt to finish outright second, yeah. which would have forced Scheffler back to third. Then Hovland would start at 10 under next week and yeah. Scheffler would be at 8 under. Instead, it's Scheffler at 10 under, Hovland at 8. All so, because of Matt Fitzpatrick. All because of Fitzpatrick. Most bizarre yeah, scenario I've seen. Really, yeah. really crazy. But the staggered start, so do you, do you want me to tell you how it goes or are you, you're quite happy with No, but tell, tell, okay. tell, tell listeners. Well the, well, the top five, is it's 10 under, 8 under, 7 under, 6 under, 5 under, and then they start grouping it from there, 4 unders yes. from 6 to 10, and then I think people who finish 11 to 15, 15 would be three under and yeah. so on. And anyway, if you're bottom of the field, the last five players, you start at even par, 10 shots back of Scotty Scheffler. So good luck. And you got to play, <laughs> you got to play well. And I, I did notice on our WhatsApp group, you sent through the money. Oh, now this is just off the charts. So if you end up winning this thing, you get 18 million US. Now with the Australian peso where it is at the moment, uh, that's close to 30 million Aussie dollars. It is. That's approaching 30 million bucks. Crazy. It is off the charts. It's a good it, week. Um, second is... Yeah, 6.5 for second. So uh, it's a $12 so that's million dollar jump 12. to second. 12.5. Well, last year, because Rory beat uh, Scheffler, yeah. didn't he, on the last hole, and, and I think it was similar figures. Third is 5 million, fourth is 4 million, and so on and what so forth. What about if you come 30th? 500,000. Just that's a cool bad. half a million. Not, no that worries. Yeah. Um, Plus your prize money for the actual tournament as well. Yeah. Now, do you know why? I, I, I know why. I'm asking you. Do you know why they've gone to the staggered start? There, there is a legitimate reason. Is there? Okay. Yeah. Do you like it, first of all? Do I like it? Well, I'm going to give you the reason why okay. they've done it first and then see if that changes your mind. Years and years ago, there used to be two blokes holding two different trophies. One fellow would be holding the Tour Championship trophy yep. and then you get the other bloke holding the FedEx Cup trophy. And the PGA Tour thought this was confusing. So what they've done is they've given everyone a handicap and then there's just one person holding the trophy mm. at the end of the week. Whoever wins this wins the lot. Yep. So you know, you, the Tour Championship, they've done it. So I, I, I like the idea of just having one trophy at the end of the week. I just don't know about the handicap system at the Tour Championship. <laughs> yep. So uh, I, I think if I was making the decision... I'd just somehow have to separate who wins the Tour Championship and don't have them in the same picture. Mm. You know, you don't have to have both of them in the same picture. You go and say, well, okay, well done for winning the Tour Championship. Nick O'Hearn, here's a cheque for $10 million. Uh, congratulations. Yep. And then brush you aside and then walk over here. Mm -hmm. And here's Scotty Scheffler with the FedEx Cup and the $18 million check, uh, and you're our champion golfer of the year yes. on the PGA Tour. That, that, that's how I'd do it. Mm -hmm. But I do understand what they're trying to yeah. do. No, I, I like the idea of the one person up there at the end. I've heard different scenarios. I mean, something I'm kind of in favour for because I've always enjoyed match play would yeah. be to make the Tour Championship a match play <laughs> event, but you'd cut it down to, say, the top eight. Yeah. I'd say the top eight from the whole year go into it and then yeah. eight plays one and so on and hey, whoever wins, wins. But I'm not sure the number no, one man. player would be happy about that. No, <laughs> no, the number one player wouldn't be. Yeah, I know. So it's a tough one to solve the uh, solve how they go about it. 
I'm not a big fan of the staggered start either. But did you play in the FedEx Cup when it was a four tournament? Yes. What, what, what do you think? Because it's now just three, you know, and I think it's been done basically for Tiger because Tiger used to just skip one. Yeah. He was always so far in front, he'd just play the first one, skip the second and, and go from there. What did you think when it was four tournaments to find out who the champion uh, is? Yeah, it was, I don't, I love the three event scenario and even with three events, I mean, Jason Day's form hasn't been that great over yeah. the first two and he still makes the tour championship. He snuck in, yeah. yeah because, and he hasn't played that well, to be honest. So, so that's why guys would skip an event because they thought, well, I don't really need to come here. I'm, I'm one already. I might slip back to two, but, but that's fine as well. So, no, I don't think they need as many events. I think three's probably ideal. Around that number is good. Um, a similar scenario has happened this year also with the Corn Ferry Tour. They've changed the way they're doing it as well. Is that right? Yeah. So, let me, so Corn Ferry Tour is obviously the secondary tour in the United States. So what they did last year was the top 25 guys at the end of the season got their card Done. and then they'd play a four series event called the finals yeah and then they take 25 guys from that would also get their card so in, in essence there was 50 cards up for nice uh, availability if you got your card from the top 25 off the normal season you yeah. could then sort of improve your ranking basically right. if you get, went into the final series because they had a one through 50 scenario happening and in that four series or the final series mm. the players who finished outside the fedex cup also join those players, didn't Correct, they? Correct, yeah. Once 26 to 200 on the PGA Tour would then play with the Corn Ferry Tour players. Right, yeah. and now the finals to get through to the next season. Yes. So now what they're doing is they're actually just going, right, we're going to play a full season. Top 156 on the Corn Ferry Tour, they play the first final series event. Right. Okay, and then next week is 144 and then 120 and then the final one is top 75. They play the final... Uh, event right. on the Corn Ferry Tour, so there's these still there. So they have four events now. From that top 75, uh, I believe the top 30 uh, from the money gathered from all those get the cards. That's the way they're going to work it. That sounds better. Yeah, it's does that sound better? Yeah, it, it does. I, I like it. I like it that way. That, that way, there's not 50 cards because a lot of these guys were, yeah. you know, had conditional status almost, and they weren't getting all the starts that they wanted. So 30 is a good number. Yeah, I think that's a good point actually because the conditional cards. You're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard play. You're almost—it's a golf purgatory of, of professional golf. You're not getting enough starts to to really cement your spot and, and somehow get into that top 50. But you're also not playing a full season. You got to keep on going back yeah. and back and back and back and back to the seconds. No, but they've, they've developed this point structure around it all. I haven't read too in depth into it, but that's basically the gist of it. So, uh, two guys on the bubble just uh, to round this off before we uh, we get to the turn here. Yes, Seb Straka. Jordan Spieth, Jordan Spieth shot one over and moved into the top 30. He was right on. The, he was, I think he was 31st at one stage during the, the third round. Mm. Sepp Straka on the bubble. He's the 30th player. Did you see uh, Thagala? So he's Thagala. You see what he did? Well, I know he finished 31. I didn't see what he did, though. He birdied 15. He birdied 16. <laughs> he birdied 17. He comes to 18 inside the bubble and bogeyed it. Oh, oh no. And he, so he's, been, he's done all the hard work and bogeyed the bloody last. He's had some heartbreak, out. that guy. He still hasn't got that win. And Oh, gosh. Uh, Tough well, one. But a great season for him nonetheless. Okay. Uh, that'll do us on the front nine. Uh, get yourself ready for a Victor Hovland-style back nine. It's going to be a beauty. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, if you haven't checked out the Golf Clearance Outlet, then you, I can guarantee you this, are missing out. And if you have, well, you know what we're talking about. Great time to drop in because with all the new equipment released in January, good old Sam at the Golf Clearance Outlet is licking his lips because the stores are chock full of 2023 branded clearance product. And you know that was a hell of a year for golf equipment, Nick. You're spot on there, Mark. There's heaps of gear for righties, of course. But as you know, I am a lefty, so there's a heap of gear for lefties Mm. as well and plenty for both men and women. And... If you're after a great Prezi idea, you can get gift cards in-store or online. So if you're looking for great golf gear and great prices, the Golf Clearance Outlet needs to be in your plans to go and check it out. See the team in-store at Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane and Perth or online golfclearanceoutlet.com.au. It's that simple, Nick. Can't wait. Hang on, hang on, Nick. I thought you were righty putting now. Oh, that's right. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, you are all across Watch My Numbers. You are all over this like a rash. It does look pretty impressive. Look, one of the things I missed from my career that Nick enjoyed was having stats available. I never got it except, of course, for Sand Saves where I was number one. But I never got the look at how close I was hitting my five irons, where my miss was with my driver. I never got it. And it was always just in my head. I didn't actually know the facts. And with Watch My Numbers, it's no longer a feel thing. It is a factual guide to what you are doing in the game. And Nick, Mm. you knew how powerful that was playing in the US Tour. Yeah, we had what was called ShotLink over there, but I wish I'd have had this sort of an app for myself because weirdly, I was very much a field player and I kind of stayed away from the statistics. But looking back, if I'd have had this, who knows? So it's got the pro level, it's got the elite level, it's got the low handicapper, the high handicapper. It covers everybody and your stats will be assessed at your level and you'll be pushed into the right direction because of the watch my numbers app it's a beauty folks and i highly highly recommend it i was on it the other day and uh, subscribers get extra bonus content including videos from you mark doing some stuff as well. <laughs> why are you laughing man? <laughs> why are you laughing hey by the way do you do it during or the round or after either way oh really yeah you can do it right there and then or you finish your round and you put your own data in so nice. you might have had a 150 meter seven iron on the third hole at metropolitan golf club put where you hit it from you mark where it went to and then you've got the real-time data at your fingertips anytime you want from that point forward. Watch My Numbers helps you master your game and play smarter by using data. Like the podcast? Oh, maybe tell a friend. Drop them a text or share it on your socials. This is Talk Birdie to Me with Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. Okay, I want you to get a pizza because we're at the uh, Melbourne Golf Park, formerly known as the Albert Park Driving Range, but Melbourne Golf Park these days. You need to have one of these pizzas. Okay. All righty. Well, I'll, I'll set one up for uh, when we walk off 18. sampled one already? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, they're Are they as good nice. as the Domino's American ones? No, they're not as good as them, but they're very, okay. very, very good. Now, just while you've piped in, I'm glad you piped in with something stupid. 
Because is you're right. Because Dan, we checked out last week. You made a claim that Minji Lee followed you on Twitter. Now we, I, I did a little homework we, on that. We checked, right? we checked it out. It's not Minji Lee. It's a. It's a. Yeah. What do you call it? A fake account. It's a fake account. Yeah, yeah. It's a fake account. Goodness I, me. So I did go and have a look. Minji Lee's got 24,000 followers. Yeah. The account following me has got 48 followers. <laughs> so I, I just looked at the name and said, oh, the real Minji Lee. There you go. That's, I, you know who I blame? I blame Elon Musk and that stupid blue tick. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's, that's who I blame. Yeah, so I apologise for misleading you. That's fair enough. You're not getting off scot-free here. You guys had homework to do for this week's oh, show. God. Have you done? Have you done your homework? What, what, what was it? I've forgotten. Oh, what, was the, what was the homework? Well, the very fact you're asking me because yeah, you no, haven't done it. I've I've done, done, I, I did it. Teacher's pet. Well, hang on. We'll do Mark first then, because yeah. he hasn't done it. Mark, your homework was to find out if anyone has ever scored 59 or better, 59 on the DP World Tour. Did you do that? No, I didn't. But I'm guessing that it's never been done. That's my guess. Okay. But I didn't actually. I don't know for sure. So, funnily enough, while I was doing my homework, I was thinking, well, what was Mark's homework? And then I thought, oh, well, I'll have a look. You are just a, so, just sorry a to say, Mark, goody but goody. you are not correct. Someone shot 59. Yes, uh, Oliver Fisher, 2018 Portugal no, Masters, well, shot 59. The only one to do it. Well, Ordinary effort from you, Marco. Does, very that, mean, does that mean the courses on the European Tour are tougher than the ones on the uh, US Tour? <laughs> That's a good I'm, question. I'm not I don't sure. Know. Nick, you got some homework too. Uh, you had yeah, to uh, find out if Stuart Appleby's haircut is under control. Uh, yes, it's shorter again. Yes, is it back no, to, back uh, to normal? Alana, I think, messaged Ash, and that uh, has been confirmed. Good. Yes. <laughs> what would that message have said? How's <laughs> your husband's haircut? <laughs> Actually, I think she might have seen it on Facebook or something like that. She okay, said, good. Yeah. Yeah, well, so. That's good, because it was looking ridiculous. <laughs> Stuart, well, you know. I know he listens every week, too. So, Stewie, thank you for cutting your hair. It looks stupid. And you had another bit of homework, Nick, which was yes. to find out. Oh, this is the Australian Caddies. Actually, on a serious note, this is going to be really interesting. So the question came last <laughs> week, is there more Australian Caddies on tour than Australian players on tour? And I, you were going to talk to Wilbur. Yes, I spoke to Wilbur. He, was, he searched out to a good mate of his, Drummo, who's still caddying over there. I know Drummo. Europe, you know, Alan, yeah, yeah, he's Drummo, been there for yeah. ages. He's a ripper. Um, he sort of gave us a bit of background on the European guys. The American ones, sort of as well. I actually texted uh, Stewie about it as well, but uh, he was going to get back to me. Um, I can't at the moment exactly say the numbers. It's touch and go. It could go either way. But uh, looking at the, because I was going through, okay, who are the Aussie players, and then who are the Aussie caddies that I know, and it's it's close. It's going to be very close. But I I have to delay that a week oh, to get the final numbers okay, there. Okay, that's so. starting to sound no, like no, no, my I, dog ate my homework. No, that's not what at that's all. Starting to sound I like. did your freaking homework. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hang on, hang on. That's pot kettle over there. <laughs> no, I, I tell you what, Nick Nick gets a Nick gets an A minus for his because okay. he's nearly done it. You get a you get an F. Hey, I just said I didn't do it. And he's I can you name a lot of the caddies that have already. Story. I can name some caddies if you want me to. You know, so come on, let's get the results. Results. What do you got for us? Uh, okay, so we obviously had the BMW Championship on the PGA Tour. From an Aussie perspective, Cam Davis finishing uh, 40th. That means he doesn't make it through to the Tour Championship. He went from 45th to 48th on the FedEx Cup standings. Jason Day tied 45th. So he went from 21st to 25th, but top 30 obviously so gets you through. What's he going to start at about one under or two under? He or will like start that? at one under par. Okay, yeah. so nine only back. nine back. Nine back. But if he has a hell of a week, well, he can take home 18 million big ones. Cool. 
over in Northern Ireland, we had two tournaments going on at the same golf course. Sorry, two tours. DP World Tour and the LPGA, uh, the ISPS Honda World Invitational. Englishman Daniel Brown. This is a great story. Five-shot victory over Alex Fitzpatrick. Oh, Matt's, yeah. Matt's, Matt's brother. brother. He's yeah. playing well, by the way. I think he's just secured his card for next year, which is fantastic. He's but been playing sensational yeah. ever since the Open, where he made the cut. Certainly. It was, uh, wow. He's been really doing some good stuff, um, beating his brother more often yeah, than not. That's right. Although Matt had a pretty good week this week. He's so had a very good week. Took home a couple of mil, I'm sure. But it was his uh, first win, and, and it was his, it, there was a seven-year gap between starts on the European tour for him. Amazing. That's so, incredible. But anyway, that locks his, uh, his card up. Uh, on the same golf course, LPGA, Alex, Alec, Alexa Pano on her birthday won in a playoff over Esther Henselite and Gabriella Cowley. Had a couple of Aussies there. Uh, Karis Davis and Suo finishing tied for 34th. Corn Ferry Tour, Curtis Luck tied for 23rd. Uh, that was in New Jersey, and we spoke about the new format. Yep. Um, the Aussies to make it into the finals are Rain Gibson, yep. Brad Druitt, Curtis Luck, and Demi Papadada. So we wish them well over the next four Come weeks on, to try, try and get one of those 30 cards. Rain's the highest-ranked Aussie going in at number 25 on the list. Okay. That's good. Uh, we had the US Amateur you mentioned. Asian Tour, Andy Ogletree, seven-shot win. His third win in these international series, uh, a fantastic result for him. It was in England, in Newcastle. That's he beat good. Ian Poulter by seven shots, which is always a good thing. He was in nowhere land there for a little while, and then Liv took him on, and he didn't do so well mm. in Liv. But well, he'll be back on Liv next year because yeah, he's, he's leading that well. money list. Uh, Aussies well did well there. Matt Jones tied fourth. Uh, Terry Pilkadaris, 11th. Yeah. And tied 12th, uh, Travis Smythe, Jack Thompson. We had uh, Ken Duke win on the Champions Tour. Richard Green, another good week, for tied for 12th. Good on you, Greeny. And locally, we uh, had uh, Northern oh, yeah. Territory PGA Championship um, here, start of our uh, PGA Tour of Australasia. Yes. Up at Palmerston Golf Club in, in Darwin there, 27-year-old New South Welshman Daniel Gale. Yep. He won by four from Chris Crabtree. Now, Gailey, remember, about a month ago, shot 60 to qualify for a PGA Tour event. Remember yeah, that? that's right. The 3M Open. And so holy shot on the last hole. Yes, yes. Slam dunked it in. Incredible. So yeah. a great uh, win for Daniel. That's his second win here yeah. in Australia. And, and don't laugh, but I know Gail won the tournament, but it was a very windy day. And that's the fact. It actually was blowing a gale. Jeez. In the Northern Territory. I'll tell you what. On the last would, day. You, it's true. If you were a commentator, that, there'd be a line oh, right there, wouldn't there? That would have been brilliant. It would be uh, magnificent. Anyway, it's time for some feedback. So we've got a, uh, a message from Brett, uh, Bboom76. Yeah. He sent a photo in yeah. of a bottle of Penfolds Bin 28 Shiraz Ooh. 2019. Ooh. Nick's, uh, got, Nick's got goosebumps. And, uh, <laughs> and, he, and he said, hey, guys, just thought of a suggestion of a nice drop for the lads. Love the show. Cheers, Brett. Now, I don't think he's actually saying he's going to give it to us. Okay. <laughs> I think he's just saying, you might want to go and buy that one. Yeah, I had yeah. a look online. It's about 50 bucks. So yeah, That's not too bad. That's well, not bad. Yeah, I, I think we're going to start bringing in a bottle for the show each week and have a glass. What do you think? We'd be silly not to. So, question for you. If you buy a bottle of wine, I know you're not a big wine guy, Mark, but if you, if you buy a bottle of wine, what's your, everyone's got a range. What's the range you normally look 50 at? 50 bucks. Spot on. Yeah, yeah. I don't drink much wine, but mm. you might as well drink something I, nice. If I you always do. go to the cellar release section because they have the aged one. I like the Ooh. aged stuff. So you get a variety. You can get it from twenty bucks all the way through to sixty, seventy bucks at Dan Murphy's, for instance. But okay. uh, yeah, somewhere around that thirty to fifty dollar mark, you find a great drop. What was the shardy you brought in? 
That was a Shadow Facts. Now, shadow that was facts. very nice. That was really good, yeah. I'm that was like, really, you know really good. I might bring another Shadow Facts yeah, in do next that. week. Let's do, do that, that, please. Do I, that. I think I'm real tight ass. I tend to aim for about the $14 to $18 marks. And, okay. and the best part about Mark not, not the cask. <laughs> not the what's, the, a, what's that old one? Um, uh, 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 the goon? The no, goon bag? Not, no, not goon. That's uh, Passion Pop. Passion Pop? Passion Pop, yeah. Passion Pop from oh, like 1985 or something. Yeah. Uh, we've also got an email here from Chris. Remember, Nick, you said the concern I've got with the live coverage is they only show the good things. Yes. They don't show the bad things. Chris has said, love the show, guys, but you need to pull, I need to pull you up on the live coverage. I watched it live, and they certainly showed Phil drop two in the piss off the tee on the par three and almost a third. Oh, good. They did show most, if not all, shots of the lead group. It's still golf, guys. Just embrace it. No, I, I, I know they showed it live, but on the highlights package, they didn't. And that's what I was looking at, the highlights. And that, and that was a huge factor in the tournament. Nick, I'm, you, I'm trying to back myself. Yeah, <laughs> Nick, have you noticed, Dan, he quite likes giving us the he bad ones about it. live. No, I know. I think you're a... You're very yeah. much a live person, aren't you, Dan? No, I, the looks of you. Thanks, Chris, anyway. That's okay. That's so. good. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't mind it. Uh, here's one for you, Marco. <laughs> yes. A uh, couple of good ones and a whack. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another whack. This Always. is on your masterclass on last week on uh, using a nine iron out of a bunker. Yes. Oh, that was two weeks ago. Oh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Max or Gata, Gata Max as or something. I can't even read that, but this person's name. Fantastic to see Marco giving these lessons. Sensational tips from a sensational bloke. Obviously, he's never that's, met you. That's very nice. Ginger's dad. Wow, a nine iron. Thanks for the tip, Marco. Yeah, which works. is good for the long bunker shots. However, oh, however, yes. On Nick's toe down chipping masterclass from last week, yes. Roving bombers has written. Get Marco off the camera. I couldn't see the drill. <laughs> now <laughs> I went true. back and had a look at that, true. and it was terrible. Camera it was work. true. I apologise. I do apologise. And what you couldn't see is that Nick actually put that ball into an old divot, and he hit both those shots out of a divot with the toe down and it's my fault that you couldn't see that but go back and have a look at it on our YouTube channel well you can't and, see it but just watch <laughs> we can see me roll the ball imagine, into the divot yeah, and just imagine that it's in an old standard divot I think you've had a, uh, you've had a disgrace I think Marco <laughs> uh, two more bits of feedback here yeah. Dazzler371 another great pod love Marco's top five but especially that description of Chucky Fowler's recovery shot that was good it was oh, yeah. the greatest ever shot ever played in golf and I was right there to watch it so you guys do a masterclass each week and we asked if other people have a tip or something they do that really works for them. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like their own personal you know, yeah, I like it. masterclass. I like it. And Country Golfer uh, Hot.01 has written in and said, mentally, and this is what he does, mentally giving up control of the putter is the secret. Bad putters and yippers brains can't let the putter do the work. They need to steer it. So I grip the putter as lightly as possible, focus out of the hole for 90% of the routine. A consistent tempo is king. That is one of the best tips you'll ever hear. And who was a country golfer? Country golfer hot.01. I bet country golfer hot.01 could play because that is a very, very good tip. That first line, I think, giving up control. Yes. That's huge right there. Yes. And I think uh, country golfer, you should putt for Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> right. And you see Scotty's using a new putter? He did. Using yes, a spider these he days. Missed got a couple of short ones coming down the stretch. Didn't you've, he? Got a, you've got a very good eye for the misses, haven't you? Well, what did, did, yeah. is he putting all right? What did, like we've, well, we've he, critiqued Rory. Have you got a critique for the world number one? Well, I, I mentioned a while back, I thought his ball position was maybe a touch too far back and his shoulders were a little out of line. I think he needs to just get the shoulders a little better and get the right shoulder under more. But, hey, I think he's doing okay. Yeah, he's doing okay. Open or closed, your shoulders? I think they're a little open yeah, at the moment. Okay. Uh, it is time for the top five. 
So last week, Nick, we had a suggestion, and I think it's a good one, and I think you've done some more homework uh, at the turn. Mm. The best short backswing golfers the world's ever seen. The world has ever seen. Well, yeah, my memory doesn't go back too far, okay. but uh, yes, that, that is my goal this week. The top five. Now, this is going to be a slightly different top five, so you're talking the best short backswing. Or could short, I, short swing. Could, could only think of four. Yeah. So I've actually gone, I've put thrown one in there, the best short follow-through. Okay, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and the only reason I'm going to start at number five is because I saw her last week For at her. the Women's uh, Open Championship. Charlie Hull hit a couple of shots where her follow-through didn't get past her knees. Didn't it get was past her navel. <laughs> it was just the shortest swing. Yeah, you're right. It was, yeah. It's like she was hitting an impact bag. So she's my number five for one of the shortest nice. follow-throughs. Now, on a normal shot, she does have a long follow-through, yeah. but she was hitting these little knockdowns, and it was very impressive. Good so for you of, for thinking outside the square. Well, yeah. you know, outside that. Yeah, exactly. Well Thank you very much. Uh, number four, we saw him win the last couple of weeks, Lucas Glover. We are talking about how short his backswing was. Absolute ball-striking machine. Number three, uh, a local fellow we know and love very well, Peter Lonard. You remember yes. how short his backswing was? Forearm jolt. It was incredible. I remember Tiger Woods actually started asking him how he swung the golf club for a little while. That's right. He was fascinated by how he hit knockdown shots, but I think Pete was just hitting a normal shot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it just looked like a knockdown you know, shot. When he came, he had Ross River fever um, when he was young, in his, in his uh, early 20s, and he was out of golf. And then when he first came back in the golf, I was paired with him every second week. And I, he came back and he was really big because of the yes. Ross River fever. And I thought he just couldn't move anymore because he was just so big. Like, you just imagine a big uh, rugby union player or something. He was, he was that big, huge. And so I was watching him going, oh, the poor bugger. He, he's cooked. <laughs> he, he can't move anymore, poor old Peter Lonard. But he just kept on flying. He was just one flush after another. And yeah. it, it's pretty soon I worked out, hang on a second. This isn't uh, this isn't by uh, because he can't move anymore. This might be a little bit of design yes. in what he's doing. And anyway, he wasn't paired for he wasn't paired with me for much longer. Well, he was <laughs> co coached by Gary Edwin for quite a long time, yeah, wasn't that's he? Right. And I think Gary's style of swing was a little shorter than most. Yeah. So uh, anyway, he was a, a ball striking machine, that's for sure. So he was number three. Uh, number two, going back a little way, remember Doug Sanders? Oh, he had such a short. That's a swing. short swing. You'd have to go back on YouTube to look that up. And a complete so, flusher as well. Yeah, he was, and he could make the best and worst dressed at the same time. He could have make a top five for best short miss putts. Remember the one at the Open? He had a lot of purple pants, different color, different shades of purple, and different shades of purple foot joys as well. An amazing character, yeah. from what I heard. And number one has to be. One of the best players in the world at the moment, John Rahm. Very, very short backswing, but apparently it has a little bit to do with the club foot that he has. So that's part of yeah. the reason he has such a short backswing. You know, he, he says that, but I've seen vision of him playing when he was a kid, and, yeah. he, and he, he didn't have a short a long swing. So oh, okay. <laughs> the club foot must have come into play when he turned pro or something, because he, as, a, as a junior, he had a quite a long swing. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, people talked back, back in the day it was better off to have a longer backswing because when you get under pressure, what tends to happen is your backswing goes shorter. Yeah. So, but a lot of players these days are just proving that theory wrong because they have such short backswings, I think less can go wrong in a way. So it actually works out well if you have the power. The issue of having a short backswing is somewhere you need to generate the power. Yeah. And obviously Ram does that better than anyone I've ever yeah. seen. Have you seen what he does in the gym? Quite often he posts what he does in the gym. It's... 
hectic. Is it? Yeah, it's really, really good. <laughs> There's a lot of things moving oh, around, I'm mate. sure. There's, he's throwing all kinds of stuff at walls and doing all kinds of things. Reckon you guys wow. can carry off purple pants? Yeah, just once a year, I reckon you can get away with purple pants. What are you? Yeah, but October 31st, I think I could do it then. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> yeah, you've got to have a white shirt and the white shoes, though, I think. I, I don't think you would you, have to. I don't think yeah. you can go any other way. No. You're going to have fancy pants. you just got to tone down the shirt and the shoes. We are here at Melbourne Golf Park. It used to be known as Albert Park Driving Range, and you've just got to come down and see this place. It is looking sensational. I'm going to do the masterclass on the back of where we are. Uh, so many people aren't members of golf clubs, and they don't have the opportunity to go and practice off grass. So many golfers practice off mats at driving ranges, just like here at the Melbourne Golf Range. Now, I do think if you hit too many short irons, at the driving range, you can actually lose the art of taking a short iron divot. You can. You need to take a small divot, in my view, with the short irons. So if you're coming down the driving range and you're doing most of your practice here, you warm up with a short iron. And that is basically it. Mm. And you quickly move to like a, a rescue or a five wood or hitting a driver. But don't hit hundreds of balls with your seven iron down, just don't do it. So you're saying something with more of a sweeping motion is, is better or hitting it on the up. I mean, that, I, that one, is right. one thing I find with people hitting shots off the mats is it disguises a lot of mishits with the irons. Correct, correct. And this is the very important thing. You do lose the art of taking a divot and making contact the correct way when the ball's on the grass. So again, don't hit too many short irons off the mats. Warm up with them, no worries, I get it but quickly moved to a four iron, to a hybrid, to your woods off the deck. A five, a five wood is absolutely perfect to, to come down and practice with. You've got an old five wood or something like that, and the driver's a no-brainer. Beautiful. Well, I'll make sure my uh, camera work is better. Yes, yes. When, when, I, when I film you a little Please. short. It's going to be worse. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say disguises misses? Is that because of the, the, the fact that you take a divot when you're on... on uh... Yeah, so what basically happens on the mat is if you catch it a little bit heavy, the club just bounces off the mat and springs into the ball, and you think, oh, I think I hit that okay, because the ball bad. seems to fly pretty good. But if you do it on the grass, well, the ball doesn't go anywhere. It just goes... Almost, it's a fat shot. It's a fat shot, basically, and it disguises the fats. The thins, not so much. Just, just the heavy ones. Yeah, so. that, that is correct. Yeah. Um, anyway, thanks uh, to David Tapping and, and, and also the Craig Spence, the 99 Australian Masters champion, for letting us uh, use this magnificent facility. There he is. Look at him taking photos. Just say hello, <laughs> Dave. Marco. Just for people in Melbourne or people who are visiting Melbourne, uh, it looks like uh, the putting greens, are, the, the uh, mini golf's about to open up. When's all that kick away? Yeah, about two months ago if we had our way, but we're getting close now, yeah. So we think by next month we'll have the first 18 holes opened and then we set about building a second 18 holes of mini golf oh, as well. Oh, so 36. 36 eventually, Beautiful. yeah. It just means that if we have a kid's party... The public have still got a course to play as well. So, And upstairs, what's upstairs there, I noticed? So we've always had the two stories of driving ranges, but now you can walk off of the upstairs bay straight out onto a rooftop bar. So we've got a great view over the lake and towards the lights of the city and looking over the mini golf as well. So come the, so come the summer, it's going to be the greatest place to hang out. Can I just say that uh, if you don't have a singles night up there <laughs> during <laughs> summer, you're, you're, you're not doing your job. My wife won't let <laughs> us have a singles night. That's the problem, yeah. No, but uh, yeah, so I definitely think it'll be a popular place for people of uh, 
Any persuasion, I'm going to go with. Well, congratulations, yeah. mate. The place is packed. Everyone, yeah. So many smiling faces. It looks fantastic, and we appreciate your support. Letting Thanks us come for coming here. down, boys. Absolutely. Good to see you. Cheers. And we'll catch everybody else next week. Oh, there it is. That's Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen's podcast, Talk Birdie to Me. Now, if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll never miss an episode. And if you can share with a friend, well, that'll be awesome too. Talk Birdies Me's executive producer is Dan Bradley at Kaizen Media. Sound design, Daryl Misson at loudzebra.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.